0: good morning everyone welcome to the first official podcast under our new name patriot strong happy friday how are you guys all doing how is everyone i am so glad it's friday i'm so ready for the weekend valentine's day weekend do you guys have big plans there's so much going on right now and uh, i have a bigger episode coming out this weekend what i'm going to talk about today though is just little touches on some stuff that's been going on. You've probably heard about it too, but it's really important to really understand what and why, specifically. I know that you guys have probably been keeping up on it as well, but I think this week, the new administration actually reached an all-time high record of most executive orders signed the first, what, 20 days in office now? And I believe I read somewhere like 52 or 57. Like, are you kidding? 57 executive orders in your first 20 days, literally undoing everything good that President Trump and his administration put forth. And we are so many steps back economically, socially. I feel so much more divided now, personally even, than the last four years for sure. Of all the executive orders signed, there are a few that really stand out that I wanted to touch base on. The first of those being the Paris, which is an agreement between the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change, Climate Change Migration, Adaptation, and Finance. It was first signed in 2016. They just kind of have a long-term goals to decrease the national temperature, (laughs) I think by two or three degrees Celsius because global warming and climate change and save the planet. In 2017, President Trump denounced the uh, United States involvement in the Paris Accord and on November 4th of 2019, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo actually filed paperwork to formally withdraw our country from the Paris Accord. And unless you really look into the agreement in the first place and read the fine print and the tiny lines and the words in between, you might think that it was kind of like a bad move or made the United States look bad but it really honestly didn't. I researched this a little bit, and the Paris Accord deal actually cost more money for the United States than the benefits that we were getting back from it, if that makes sense. When President Trump did pull out of the Paris Accord, he said, that the agreement is simply the latest example of Washington entering an agreement that disadvantages the United States, leaving American workers, who I love, and the taxpayers, to absorb the cost in terms of lost jobs, lower wages, and shattered factories. It vastly diminishes economic production. And legally speaking, there's nothing even binding about the agreement with the United States or any other country that's in it. It's just basically a voluntary agreement between all these nations to just kind of do their part. So there's no. uh, So in my opinion, it's like not even a thing and it doesn't even matter that we pulled out of the agreement in the first place. This goes into the Green Climate Fund, and I'm sure that if you paid attention during the presidential debates that you heard Joe Biden say that they don't support the Green New Deal. He was questioned about it, but it was like on his website and everything that they did support it, and that was one of their big legs that they stood on, I had thought. This is even dumber though, guys. Like, Biden has literally just Ruined us economically. The Green New Deal or the Green Climate Fund is an agreement for the richer nations to provide funds to underdeveloped countries to help lower their emissions into the atmosphere. And not that bad thing, but why should we be held accountable to help other countries? Why wouldn't we? help ourselves first. That's my mindset. I don't feel like there's any positives or any benefits out of the Green New Deal that would benefit the United States enough that it would level out the pros and cons. It's just not our responsibility to help other countries do their part. Let us get ourselves taken care of and they can deal with their own problems. Since this was signed in 2010, the United States has paid over $500 million towards the $3 billion pledge that was needed to, to benefit, I guess, all the underdeveloped countries. $500 million to help other countries do their part and be responsible. I feel like that money could be used so much better here, like in our own country. Put that money towards bettering our country and making this a better place to live for the citizens of the United States. I think another big executive order that completely threw us for a loop and showed us that Biden can't even keep his word for 24 hours, Keystone Pipeline. I want to jump off topic just for a minute, but I am going to get back to the pipeline. A lot of people hated President Trump because of the way that he spoke. But you can't say that he didn't stick to his campaign promises, and you can't say that he didn't do every single thing that he said he was going to do whenever he was campaigning. Biden literally broke his promise before he'd even been in office for 24 hours. He said that they wouldn't stop fracking. He said that they supported all these union businesses whose family and lifelines depend on this. And within 24 hours, he put executive action in order and stopped the Keystone Project. I would rather have a leader who's kind of rough around the edges but keeps his word than somebody who tries to please everybody and says what everybody wants to hear, but can't even keep his campaign promises. Do you guys know how many people have been affected by the pipeline? I'm sure most of you probably don't know, and maybe you do that President Trump isn't even the one who started the Keystone Project. This is something that's been going on for years and it's had many phases of building from Canada to Texas and Louisiana. President Trump signed the executive order allowing the final phase to begin and take place because the benefits far outweighed any cons, not only to the economy, but to the environment. And if you don't know the benefits to having pipelines, then you should kind of maybe look into it because it's actually very beneficial in so many ways. When I was looking into it, there's actually currently 210 additional pipelines running across and through the United States. And this is all from AmericanGeoscience.org. Over 300,000 miles of interstate and intrastate pipelines are currently being used in the United States. In Texas alone, there's over 58,000 miles of pipelines, and in Louisiana, there's 18.9 thousand miles of pipelines being used to transport fossil fuels for everything that you do every single day. And this is just a setback. The pipelines carry natural gases nationwide, not only to use here at home, but for exporting as well. And it's not a bad thing. They're very beneficial. Natural gas is a source for us as humans with heating our homes, cooking, and electricity. It's fuel for cars, the manufacturing, and plastics. I There was a list that I found a while ago of, of all the materials that we use that are made from fossil fuels and from natural. Honestly, I didn't even know Construction for the pipeline started in 2008, and guess who was president then? It wasn't Trump. Trump's not the one that started this. He wanted to finish it. He wanted to finish the process and construction on the pipeline, but he didn't start this. So all of the activists and environmental Hollywood elite can shove it. Some facts about the pipeline that I read. Um, that the pipelines actually have the ability to deliver over 590,000 barrels of oil a day throughout the United States. And that's so beneficial for us because we have the ability to be sufficient on ourselves and not depend on foreign countries for our oil. So why wouldn't we do that? Why wouldn't we do stuff to benefit us? I really think that everything that's going on, Biden is doing to weaken our country and to weaken the economy more so than it already has been with the pandemic. The pipeline projects create so many jobs for the economy. In 2015, Joe Manchin, I believe he's a Senator for West Virginia, showed his support from fracking because he knows how important it is not only to the economy in West Virginia and how many jobs it gives West Virginians, but also just the importance of fracking to the United States and how much we depend on natural gases for raw materials. The pipelines provide provide significant contributions to the economy, an estimated $3 billion in the American economy alone and similar benefits in Canada that are now stopped because of the executive actions. It was somewhere like 11,000 jobs initially were stopped right then and there, and that's not even including jobs down the line that are affected by this executive action. The benefits much outweigh the cons of the pipeline. The emissions released by the pipelines isn't even the worst contributors to in 2019 the epa estimated that the greenhouse emissions reached its lowest point in 25 years the stuff that he's doing just doesn't make sense economically for our country and like i said before i think that he's just doing this stuff to weaken us and to weaken our nation and i don't know i don't know what's coming that's all i have for this episode guys thanks for tuning in If you haven't followed us on Facebook already, go do that. You can find us at Patriot Strong Podcasting on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Thank you so much for your support. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. God bless you. God bless America. And together, we're Patriot Strong.